Hello! Welcome to episode 58 of We Have Issues. I'm Anthony, and Stephen abandoned me. If you're wondering why the video looks a little different, it's because I completely accidentally uh, freaked out without having Steven uh, and deleted the intro and I got sad and I didn't know what to do and I just I was like, get in the trash, recycling bin for you. That's not what happened. I just, I don't, I don't know. There was a technical difficulty and thankfully I have all of the episode, uh, with, with the exception of this. Why? 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 Because we have issues. Um, if you watch our show, you know that every week Steve and I get together and we do our best to just Get something done. We try to create uh, something comic booky. I'm not gonna usually. I say like a little, little thing. But Stevens, I hear. I'm gonna change it up. I'm just gonna tell you that you know what? We're doing our best. We're creating comic books. We're creating novels. We're creating everything we we've ever wanted to create. And we're trying to get it done together. And we're holding ourselves accountable by having a podcast. So we're just discussing all of these the ridiculous hardships and hiccups and nonsense that happened along the way. You know, as we're going on with our creative journeys, trying to make something in the world. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. Uh, there's always something, right? There's always something. It's so hard to juggle all the stuff. Um, like this, like I have technical issues and my co-host isn't here and I'm late at night and I'm tired and I just want to watch Squid Game again or something. I can't stop. Like, there's so much to do. But well, we're trying. So, it, it, like, thank you all for joining us. Please hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, help us out a little bit. It, like, everything counts. This week, my incredible co-host, uh, Stevie Wildcard, Stephen Todd, is... Out. But I do need someone. I do need someone to help me out because I can't do this by myself. And because of that, I have a fantastic guest. I, I found someone in the writing community. I just like cast that net out and I was like, help, help me. And uh, thankfully, a wonderful writer, a, a published author was like, I got you. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome to the podcast, the fantastic person, wonderful author, Fanny T. Crispin. Welcome to the show, Fanny T. Crispin. <laughs> Hello! It's it's nice to see you. It's it's so interesting to see people from Twitter and actually talk. Yeah, I, I, I've been noticing this thing where I have um, a complete, I don't know what to call it, but as soon as I hear their voice, I go, that was <laughs> not what I imagined. Yeah, I thought, I mean, it was really funny because I, I, I've only heard clips of your voice and I and you've done like different accents, you know, so I was just like, I had no idea where you were from or what you sounded like at all. And I was like, this is going to be interesting. I might need subtitles. Uh, this is going to be great. I don't understand my fake accent that I was doing for Dinosaurus. <laughs> I love that accent. Uh, are you okay saying where you're actually from? Yeah, I'm uh, from Beloit, Wisconsin, which is in the States here. Um, little Po downtown, you're gonna drive right past it. Just don't blink. Have you ever have you ever seen since you're from Wisconsin, have you ever seen or heard of the movie uh American movie? No, I haven't. Okay, so so there's a movie called American Movie. It's a documentary about this guy, uh Mark Borchart, who wants to be a filmmaker, right? Like I grew up and I just like all I ever wanted to do was make movies. And I was just like, I just want to write movies. And I was like, I just want to write. What am I doing? You know, it's just like, you know, but it but it started, it was like movies. Like, oh my gosh, why am I not making movies? So I watched this documentary, it was about uh, this guy named Mark, and he lived in Wisconsin, and everyone in the movie has the best accent I've ever heard in my entire life. Okay. Is it Wisconsin accent? I, no, no, here's the thing. Maybe, maybe they, they all sound slightly different from each other, which is really interesting. You know, it's, it might be like dialectic. Or I don't know, like, you know, what the situation is, but they're, they're all such characters in the movie that I, like, that's why I was wondering if, if you were familiar with it. Cause I think it's, it's, it's probably to Wisconsin, what like Letterkenny is to Canada now, where it's like, you know, people see it and they're like, oh, is that what Canadians are like? But it's like, no, that's what that like one small group of like people 
people in Canada. It's like, like no. Took actors from all over the state and picked up all the dialects. Exactly. Yeah. So I, but I, I love that movie so much. I was wondering. Oh, if, check it yeah, out. Yeah. Um. It's 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 really good actually. It's it's really inspirational. It's like it's like motivational because you see this guy who's, you know, like his entire dream is to be a filmmaker and he does nothing but like study film and like try his best to make films. But you see all the stuff that like gets in the way and all the you know all the problems that he has and like how hard it is to get like support from your community and support from your friends and like and even when you do get it you get like like it, it, I, I hate to do like the beggars can't, can't be choosers thing but like it's true like you don't always get the best support like you get like the aunt who doesn't pay attention to anything who won't read your book anyway but she shares your your, your posts so like that's cool but no one likes it so it's like okay but like can more people like my stuff? You know, um, so that I have the best aunt in the world. I just have to plug that or she will. Oh, kill me. oh, I do too. Honestly, like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, my, my dad has five sisters. So I grew up with like all aunts. Yeah, I was just like all aunts all the time. Uh, and they're like, they're all very supportive and awesome. Um, but it, right, generally speaking. But generally speaking, and also like with the podcast, I think only one of them listens to the podcast. Also, uh, hi, Aunt Kim. <laughs> so. So it's just, it's interesting, you know, like to, to deal with those issues and then know that like, I don't know, just trying to find the support, like, you know, your community is just hard, you know, it's like finding your tribe and getting the, you know, keeping them. So what are like, what's your experience like on Twitter? Cause that's kind of, that's how we met. Um, is that, has that been like a mostly positive experience for you? What's that like, like finding your tribe? Yeah, for the most part, um, I think I joined in like 2015 or so when I first started publishing and I didn't get it. I didn't understand. I was like, I was like, where are people's profiles? Where are the pictures? Where are they getting all this? Why, why is it all one jumbled streamlined? So for years, I didn't use it. And then just, I don't know, just this year, probably the isolation from 2020 and not being able to see people and then not liking anyone on Facebook. They don't talk. To me. They just, they don't talk. Let's just put it that way. It's not that I don't like them. They're all my family getting on on Twitter and I had no intention to market my books or anything. I was just like, I just want to meet people. Oh, you look cool. And you look cool. I'm going to talk to you. And oh my gosh, they're talking back to me. <laughs> so it's been mostly positive. Yeah. But I just am on there to talk to people and enjoy their company. So I don't start anything. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's pretty funny. Like I had the, I had a very similar experience with Twitter where it was like, I began Twitter. I remember like, like years ago, I remember Twitter was just like the thing Ashton Kutcher would talk about where he was like, you can talk to celebrities. You see what they want to say. You know, it was like, I don't, I, I don't, that doesn't, I don't know if I want to, I don't care about any of that. I don't care about any of this, you know? So then it was like, but, but then just like any other social media that like slowly rolls out, I'm like, okay, fine. If it's still around after a while, I'll see what all the fuss is about. So like I got on there and it, it was just like, it felt like a bunch of randos texting me, you know, like, it felt like I don't, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I, do I care about these people? I don't know. I don't know anyone, you know? So like, I would, so I remember I started like writing stuff, like just like silly jokes and like random things. It was just, you know, and it was just crickets, just like dead air, like silence, like, like just tumbleweeds tumbling down through my Twitter feed. And I was just like, no one loves me here. This isn't the place for me. I'll go back to Facebook. So I go to Facebook and then it's just like, politics hatred like, like or, or just a bunch of babies which is like i get it like i'm like i'm like i'm at the age now where it's like people have been married and they're getting married and they're having babies and it's happening i was like but here i am going like i'm writing a book and they're like it's just like yeah but does it 
like does it need diapers you know like that, no you, you know. take cute pictures <laughs> yeah can i tell you i should have done that i shouldn't <gasps> diaper pictures why don't we take diaper pictures? why don't i'm gonna get one of those mats where it's like you know one month what's my book look like in one month what's my book look like in two months the comic book totally yeah. do that. i was gonna yeah. do it so every month i'm just gonna have different things see there you go it's our baby it's a, it's a beautiful right. art baby <laughs> but that's but that's that's all facebook was for a while and then like of course recently it's it became like it just like bubbled up with hatred and like weird politics and everyone's fighting about everything and i was just like this isn't what i want in my life you know i was like i already have like ever we all have so much that we're juggling already and so much that we're dealing with in our personal lives and i was just like i don't need to choose to dive into that particular pool you know i was like i see the sharks no thanks like i don't why? Why would I do that? So, anyways, so I, I jumped back on Twitter because I was like, silence is better than violence. You know? And I was just like... That's a really good tagline. I like that. I was like, I was like nah. Um, well, in that, you know, at least in that context, you know, where it's just like... So, so I jumped and I was like, I'd rather be ignored than like hated for being me. Like, that's crazy, you know? So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm gonna be over here. And so I was just like posting random stuff. And as I was posting, I'd notice like, some people would start to like stuff and I'd get like a little bit more followers. And it was just like, I, I don't know what to talk about. I'm writing this book, but does anyone care? Like, I don't know. You know, but then you, but then you realize that like, there are so many people in the similar boat where it's like, whatever, whatever part of this, the writing, you know, procedure, like whatever part of the process you're in, someone is in that water with you, you know? So it's really interesting to be like, you know, like right now I'm drafting and people are like, oh, drafting, oh man. You know? So then you talk about it. So it's, it's, it's funny. The only, the thing that scares me about it is like, then you see the people who are a little further along in the process where they're like, I'm, I'm querying all these people and it's terrible and I hate my life and everything's sad and I can't believe it. And I'm like, it's, it's like, oh, it's like seeing the people coming off the roller coaster and they're missing limbs and you're just getting on the roller coaster and you're like, where did you raise your arms? Cause I don't want to raise my arms that way. You know? Yeah. Um, so what's like, what are you, what's your writing career like right now? Like, what are you trying to do and what have you done so far? Um, what I'm trying to do is break into the middle grade fiction genre. Oh, cool. Um, most of my books are about high school level. You know, I tend to use bigger words. I did a ton of reading as a kid. So I generally write with a bigger vocabulary and I've tried to like sell those down to like middle school and, and, one girl, one girl read it and, and understood most of what was going on, but she was a smart cookie. So I'm trying to break into the middle grade, which was a lot of fun to write. That's the one I'm currently querying. Oh, do you have a particular genre that you stick to or do you? Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's it's fantasy fiction all the way. I cool. don't go out of there. Um, <laughs> I've tried writing science fiction. I love reading it. I love science fiction. I am not a brainiac. <laughs> I don't know anything about compulsion drives or hyperdrives or or what do the buttons do? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Fantasy fiction. Mm -hmm. That's that's where I stay. That makes yeah. sense. Since your name is fantasy. Yep. It's very yeah. clever. It's very smart. I can't imagine be like it's Steven and I talk about this all the time because we're just like we're the two goobers online where it's like our ats are just our names. <laughs> You know? Like just this is my actual name. You can just go ahead and look, find me in the phone books if those exist in whenever this comes out. I don't, you know, I don't think they exist anymore. You know the phone books are just paper mache fodder, right? Like that's what. Isn't that what I use to heighten my laptop so I can see better? Isn't that what that is for? That's pretty much it, right? Like, I was like, but no one's needed a phone book in at least twenty years anyway. Like those have been. Come on. Um, but yeah, I like we we have our real names on there, and it's so funny because like. Your name like, it was obviously, uh, you know, a pseudonym. But it, when I, you know, when I saw it, I was just like, "Oh, that's that's fun. That's clever." You know, um, 
there's I as I as I experience Twitter, I learn more and more people use uh, pen names, and it just blows my mind sometimes because I'm just like I don't expect it, you know. If like if if someone's name is like you know, like John Smith, I'm like oh, okay, maybe that's just his name. And it's like nope, I made that up. Haha, <laughs> fooled you, sucker. Like I'm a writer. That was fiction. And I'm like oh my gosh, like okay, fine. Nobody wants me to know them. Everyone hates me. No one wants me close. I get it. No, okay. <laughs> but I think if you're not using a pseudonym, you don't expect it. Yep. If you are using a pseudonym, you kind of expect everyone else everyone. to be lying to. Yeah. It's kind of the, just the name of the game, right? Yeah, it really is. Uh, it's it's so funny though. Um, but I was thankful that yours and like you know a few others, like like Paige Turner, you know, it's like there are like the little joking ones where it's like, okay, obviously that's not their real name. However, you're always going to be Fanny to me, and that's the one like interesting thing about that is you know like Paige will always be Paige, like you'll always be Fanny, and like some other people you know will always be there. You know, it's just I, it's a good thing because you're known. You know, it's it's a you know, and as, especially as, so is that going to be your publishing name? Yes. Yes. Um, and really the conception of it, you talk about it being memorable. There is one book that I read as a kid and I'll never remember the title of the book, but the author's name was N E body. Nice. Anybody. I will never forget him. That's cute. That is funny. Or her. I don't know who. Yeah. Nobody knows. It makes sense in like, you know, so many, so many of like the really famous authors are just pen names or fake people like Stephen King. There's no real Stephen King. You see his picture. That's not him. No. Nope. It's actually, it's actually seven young girls uh, in middle school. They change every year. Um, it's, I'm just kidding. I'm just, it's, it's a Voltron. It's a Voltron situation. It's a, it's a Captain Planet situation of horror is what it is. Like there's, it's different subgenres. They each have a ring. It's like one is like creature features. One is slasher. One is supernatural. And when they come together, when their powers co combine, he is Stephen King and he comes okay. about and he. No, that's Nancy Drew. You're getting it all confused. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying like, I know that's not really what's happening, but it's really what's happening. Don't listen to her, everyone. So you're, tr you're trying to write uh, fantasy middle grade fiction, uh, which is really cool. It's really admirable. So where are you in your, in your writing journey right now? Have you, do you have um, any published books? Or? I do. I have three published novels now. Cool. Um, the first one I put out is the first year I did National Novel Writing Month or NaNoWriMo. So that one is near and dear to my heart. But uh, since then, I've done a two-part series, uh, Sir Ivan's Train. So they are conjoined. You should buy one first and then the second one. But yeah, I've had those out for a number of years now. And those are the three that I've got published. That's awesome. Um, what are you working on right now? Emma Thompson and the Really Bad Circus. That sounds really cool. So wh where are you in the process of that? It's finished writing. It's been wow. edited and proofread. Nice. Um, and now I'm queering it. So this is my middle grade fiction that um, I am queering now for an Ooh. agent. It's that that sounds yeah. I was gonna say it sounds stressful because I, I was gonna ask you the next. Um, I guess I'll just start with like a general question because it's something that we always we talk about pretty often in the podcast, and I'm always really interested in is um like what are the issues that you generally have when you're writing and creating and coming up with things like what 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 hindrances do you have that seem to just rear their heads over and over. Um, for me, it's probably just mental burnout, you know, just everything of being an adult, like, you know, making sure your work is done and then you yeah. got to clean the house and you got to cook dinner. you got to take care of a kid. I've got a cat. It's pretty similar. And uh, just having that mental burnout going, I don't feel creative. I'm not inspired. And, and I'm not one of the diligent people that are like, I'm going to set time aside every day and write, you know, I decided for myself. I'm like, I, 
I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, I wrote Emma Thompson in two months because I was super inspired. Yeah. It happens sometimes. Of course. I've got a book that I finally finished after 10 years or so, (laughs) but writing's not going to be my career. You know, I've got a career that I like and writing is my hobby and I want to keep it that way. Oh, that's awesome. That's that's fantastic. And you have, so you have three published books and one hopefully going to get you agented slash. Yeah, that's that's going to be amazing. Yeah. I, I'm really excited. Uh, so what's the querying process like for you so far? What have you been up to? And like, have you heard back from anyone? Have you what's it like? Um, Aside from like the initial like rejection, which is always a killer blow. Um, it's really not been too bad. Um, just the fact that you're getting rejected has hindered me, but overall, every agent that I've queried has been super nice. You know, they've probably got a template that they just fill out. Just like a form letter. Yeah. The template is super nice. It's, you know, Hey, I really enjoyed your query. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Um, I think your story is great. However, it doesn't fit in what I'm working with right now. I'm like, that's so fair. I can understand that. Thank you for taking time. (laughs) Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm going to cry now. But they've really, I haven't had any bad rejections. Right. You know? I, some of them have not responded, but usually they tell you they're not going to respond. And no response is an answer from us. Of course. They tell you. It doesn't shock me. So I kind of keep a list of all of them. And Oh, right. Uh, cool. Yeah, I've got a spreadsheet. I, oh, you, you're not doing like the physical Stephen King nail of like, you know, putting them on your wall every time you get rejected until one. No, no. You don't want to see it every day feel that no, every no. day no i'm kidding i that's, prefer to numb myself and take shots when i get rejected yep that's that's it's really just an excuse to drink right i mean it's just like that's what writing is just gonna do it uh no it's a, that's so cool though so do you have um do you have like a whole file of just like future submissions then like you just, are you ready to just keep going or? oh um i've got a whole file of future books but they all need like heavy work so i do have a lot of completed novels mm-hmm. It's first draft only. So in that regard, I'm not ready. No, no. no I, I've never, I submitted one query just because I, 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 okay. So I'll tell you what happened to me. Um, I, I've always just wanted to be self-published. I never even thought about querying and trying to go the traditional route. I like, I know that my first novel is like ridiculously unconventional and like very silly. Um, probably unpublishable in the mainstream media like like not for any re- like controversial reason just for the, the 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 way i chose to tell the story and how silly it is like it has a lot of just like nonsense and i i i i, I, I broke a lot of like weird conventional little rules that i probably shouldn't have but it was fun and i enjoyed the book and i still like it for what it is however there was one night where i was just watching movies and drinking and hanging out and i was skimming through twitter the the, the page of an agent whom i had like been following for a while and i was like you know what i like this guy tonight's the night <laughs> so i so i sent him, so i sent him over an email and like i was not sober um so it was really funny it was like and like I, I i read it the next morning and i was like that does sound like me it sounds like a very drunk me uh i no typos that i see so i feel good about that the rest of it though what am i doing with myself this is so silly uh i literally was just like i forget what i called him but instead of just saying like just like naming him and saying like do you make it or like anything formal at all i was just like what did I say? It was like, dear Samson of the Dark Realm. <laughs> like, it was something, it was something absurd. And I was like, why did I do that? And I was, I just, and it was, I think it's because 
I think what happens to me is like when I start getting too in my head about something and I'm like, this has to be very professional and very formal. I start like, that makes sense. But then I start overthinking it and I'm like, they, they see this, they see this all day. He sees his name all day. He needs to know that I know who he is. He's Samson of the dark realm, baby. Like that's who he is as a human being. You know, I was like, I see you and I need you to know that I see you because we are, we're the same. Um, not the case. You shouldn't do that. The thing I did was a mistake. Um, no, but it was really funny. Like it was funny. I don't actually, I, I've, I, I'm actually really happy that I did that because it made me laugh so much the next day. I was like, I nothing to lose. <laughs> Well, you say that, but I, I think we get on the same wave pattern, Anthony, because I wrote up a query very similar to that. And I was, I just, I felt her energy. I was so yeah. stoked, but I decided I'm going to sleep on it and I'll look at it tomorrow. <laughs> I deleted it. See, that's very smart. That's very, yeah. I know. Like, people, that's great. That's amazing. Like people do that, I guess, with like anger. Like when you want to say something to someone, like you're supposed to write it down, like write a note to them and then keep it and not give it to them. Um, very smart. It's a good way to go. You get all, you know, express what you want to express and get it all out. And then you get to look at it and be like, Ooh, that's not the way that I should say that. I feel like I should do that in most situations with most things. <laughs> um, I don't though. I just, I just, 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 I just say stuff. And then I hope that people can either forgive me or understand what my intention is. <laughs> that's pretty much <laughs> like what it, I'm like, I, I promise you I meant well, I messed up by this part of it, but I'm sorry. But yeah, it's problem with being too like if you screened everything you wanted to say you get my husband who goes are you using your customer service voice on me i'm like am i am i yeah yeah that's uh man yeah so i'm, I'm afraid i don't know i don't want to i i feel like if i if i it's just like the overthinking that would lead me to say silly stuff would be the overthinking that would lead me to say nothing and like, if my option, and I, of course, I know it's not like, you know, that's, that's a false dichotomy. It's not like perfect, you know, split like that, but it feels in the, you know, since I'm, I'm, this is what I do. I speak hyperbolically most of the time. I'm a ridiculous human person, monster, but, but so it's either going to be, it's either going to be, I overthink to the point where I don't talk and I sit by myself in a room, you know, or I talk too much and then I have to eventually apologize or hope Steven's there to tell people that I mean well, and I'm not bad and I'm joking um very good at it by the way <laughs> he just slides in and goes anthony you mean this don't you and everyone's like yay <laughs> yeah that's what that's that's it that's what i do it is pretty funny i oh twitter is so interesting for that like i i like i mean I, you know you we, we interact on twitter a little bit so like you see like the stuff i post like most of the time i just post um like silly jokes and like random things that come to my mind and um i am really bad like not not with the typing it, but I'm really bad with my initial reactions and responses when people don't understand my jokes. Like if someone comments and they seem to like the joke went over their head or they're just like, or they respond like seriously to a thing that's very silly. And I'm just like, my initial response is just like, delete Twitter, what happened? Delete it. <laughs> Like I, like I, I made one. I messed it up. I messed. I broke Twitter. I broke it. I'm sorry, everyone. I, I'm backing off. I'm backing off. It's not like, like I because and and it's either. So then I'm like, I'm, do I block them? Do I block this person? What do I do? You know? And it was like, I don't know. You, so like, and, and I've learned that I don't have to respond. Like I don't have to actively respond to everything. So I do feel like I, like I feel like a jerk sometimes because I, because I'm so. I mean, I don't know how old you are. I just realized I shouldn't ask that probably, but I, I just really, would never ask Anthony. I won't ask. I was just, I just occurred to me because I was like, I was like, I don't know if it's because I grew up before computers. So now I feel like um, every time someone types to me, it's like a conversation where like, I feel like a jerk if I don't respond, you know, yeah. 
where it's like someone will say something to me and I'm like, oh, you, I have to say this thing back to you or else I'm, you know, I'm a jerk. So I'm really trying hard to like recognize those things. I don't, I don't know. I'm still really bad at juggling so many random things at once, you know? And like, it's a good problem to have. I'm thankful that anyone, you know, listens or pays attention to like what I post, but I don't so well. I'm just like, I don't know how to respond to this. And it's not great, you know? Well, and that's why probably the techie generation installed the like button. Yeah. I don't have to talk to you, but I will like it and let you know I was here. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much, I mean, you're absolutely right because that's, I, I fall into like the Sarlacc pit of, Sarlacc pit is what I'm going to call it. I fall into the Sarlacc pit where I just, it's all I do. I don't actually talk to anyone. I just like, ah, and their teeth. And I'm just like, like <laughs> liking everything on the way down, baby. Like I'm just stuck down there because, well, and it's, you know what you know what really made me aware of that was uh those stupid circles so you know chirp these circles yes yes okay I finally broke through that one did you okay so for those of you who like aren't obsessed with twitter and addicted to twitter and know everything about twitter and live your life on twitter uh there are these things called chirp these circles which basically just um create a diagram of the people you engage with the most or whom engage with you the most on twitter uh and it's evil it's basically like meow meow beans from community or it's like that uh nosedive episode of black mirror where like you you rate people like one you know like you can see who rates you highest and lowest and it's not great it doesn't make me feel good it doesn't make anyone feel good i don't i it's not cool and what happens to people like me is i get i usually don't know how to respond to certain things but i do like people and i try to like i like their posts so i end up in a star like pit where i'm not in their circle but i but i'm like I like all your posts, man. Like, this isn't, what am I doing? I thought we were best friends and I'm not even in your circle. And like, then I feel bad about my life. And then I'm like, do I have to, I guess I comment, I have to start commenting. And now what do I say? Do you care what I say? I don't know, you know? Um, so yeah, yeah, is it based off of like, direct interaction and like retweets it's not really about likes anymore. yeah it's not about like from what i've read it's not about likes it's just about like actual engagement and like uh comments there is one that a, a user on twitter created that like if you can choose what they base it on which is kind of interesting but i don't ever see anyone use it but i i like it actually because you can choose more circles and it's like this whole universe of people that you you know you're familiar with um i don't really like any of them though it all, it all drives me a little crazy i don't get it it's just, like i I'm already not great at like uh, juggling, you know, the like sociability where I'm just like, I, you know, knowing exactly who my people are and like seeing them, making sure I see them. I, I don't understand how any, how any of it works. And I think the algorithm is like kind of weird and magic and sometimes evil, you know, um, like I see your posts all the time and like, I feel like we interact enough um, and that's good. It's a great thing. But like, isn't it funny that of the like, however many thousand people I like see on a daily basis, like I see your posts pretty often or like I see your face pretty often you know it's okay I hacked into algorithm I'm doing this on purpose just <laughs> just making it rain fanny on us you've had more success lately on social media right like do you feel like you have more people interacting with you lately yeah I mean I I think it's because I engage a lot too you know it's, yeah that's half the battle right yeah there. it's it's crazy and I you know it, it it's interesting um do it's interesting trying to like reconcile like things you want to do and want to say versus things you feel like will benefit you in some way and trying to find like the, you know, the center of that Venn diagram, which is kind of where I think we, you know, or like where I personally feel like I need to find myself more often than I do, you know, because like I spend a lot of time uh like selfishly just like i don't I, I don't engage with as many people as I'd like to, but I try and then like what ends up happening to me personally is 
I, you know, I have my like various hats I have to wear throughout the day. So I'm like single dadding and I'm just like out there doing stuff. So then I'm like, oh wait, I'm neglecting my like Twitter situation. So I get on Twitter and I kind of like binge, like try to engage, but then I'm like not there for a while. And I, you know, so I don't, you know, so it's, it's, it's such an interesting uh, interaction, like battle, just trying to deal with that. And I think that honestly is a, a it's, it's a trap. It's a Sarlacc pit. It's, it you know, it's like, oh, be on our social media 24 yeah. seven because we're running ads and making money off you. I hate it. I honestly hate that. The fact that the more interact, well, I, I like the interaction, but the more time you spend on of it, course. the more random posts you do. No, I post things that I think are funny or that I think are relevant or that I'm dealing with throughout the day. And if I think it's Twitter worthy, I put it out there. Mm -hmm. And like on the weekends, I'm hardly on, but I don't think anyone's on during the weekends because no. I get on. I it's so boring. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny, like learning those little things about Twitter because I, I feel exactly how you feel. Um, it's like you said earlier, like uh, not having the like social interactions in the last couple of years as, as often as you know we might otherwise. I have found myself like just in the Twitter pool more often, you know, just like hanging out and seeing who's diving in and eh, it's like floating around and, you know, tr mostly drowning. I'm drowning, Fanny. Um, <laughs> but, no, but like, yes, please. That's all I ask of you. No, but it's so like, I like social media in general is such a, it's, it's such a, a, a it's a casino like it's such like a it's a terrible condition like conditioning trap you know like it's just like oh let, let us feed you these endorphins oh, oh get this in your brain like oh i don't like any of it it's like oh, they're tricking the reward centers of our brain and it's not cool and it hurts my heart um and i don't know how to quit it because i love it and i'm gonna marry it and it's my new girlfriend and fanny stop talking bad about my girlfriend i gotta say what i gotta say she's a bitch <laughs> <laughs> it's true though no it, it is true and it's i think it's funny how like we have toxic relationships in different ways with the various social media apps i mean like i i i recently talked about tiktok and just how it's driving me crazy you know and just like i haven't even been doing it lately i, I need to get back onto it just for the sake of getting the audience and building it and all of that um and it is beneficial but i need it I find it hard if, if like the juice doesn't feel like it's worth the squeeze, you know, like, like if, if it feels so much like, um, an oddly determined jackpot where it's just like a randomly determined pull, like I'll, I'll pull it and it's just like, you know, a slot machine of like, of victories. If, if I don't feel like there's some, um, yeah, like I, if I don't feel like some sense of like meritocracy or like, like consistency, uh, I get sad where I'm like, because like you know if you take any like psychology 101 they're like oh well conditioning if someone tells a bad joke and no one laughs they're less likely to tell a joke nope like i <laughs> will tell you i will tell you i am like 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 i'm i can be listen i will say a joke and if i think it's funny i will probably say it again to other people like that's the, i'll be like you're not the audience for that particular thing you know what i mean like like for instance, I did like a, I made a stupid Carrie joke today, or um about where I said um the movie Carrie implies the existence of a movie called Apathy. I made like a stupid joke, and I was like, oh, it goes over. But I made the same joke yesterday, and like one person liked it, and then I made it today, and more people, like a lot, you know, several more people liked it, and were like saying stuff, and I was like. I was like, look, it's just literally a different audience at different times. It's like sample sizes are changing, you know. So it's like if I if I post at eleven o'clock it's not going to be the same people as if I post the next day at five o'clock. So it's like, you know, so like recognizing like 
what an audience wants and like what your intention is and what your intention, you know, what you're going to give an audience and what they expect you know, in return. So it's all like this really interesting, you know, exchange that it's just like you, it's a, it's a weird language that you have, like a social language that you have with other, other people. And it's just like, Oh, some people speak your language. Some people don't, you have to figure out who's who and what works, you know? So it's like, Oh, and so it's really hard for me to recognize when something just simply is like, Oh, that wasn't funny. That was just a dumb thing that you thought. Don't say that versus like, oh, that was funny, just not for them. You know, so it's like trying to trying to figure that out. It's been interesting on TikTok. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, I'm like, well, TikTok's about like primarily young people. And I'm just like, I am not a young person. You know, so I'm just like, I don't have. I, think I don't. A lot of it is slapstick comedy, though, isn't it? It's it, it feels that way. Yeah, it feels like people viral are either really bizarre, like don't don't make tacos on the counter. That's disgusting. Or the other one is just like somebody took a dumb spill and we're laughing because it's hilarious. Yeah. Slapstick. Yeah, I'm just gonna start pushing my kid over. I'm gonna film my kid. I'm just gonna push him. And then he'll be like, oh, he's bad dad, bad dad, but four billion. Not in any way, shape, or form endorse this comment. I will never do that to my son on camera. Um (laughs) for those of you who haven't been listening to every episode of our podcast, I love my son. He's the greatest boy in the world. No one else is as good as him. It's always gonna be that way. Um, oh gosh, I love him. He's gonna be Jack Skellington for Halloween. I'm so excited. Um, it's it's. So are you so gonna cute. be the dog? Or are you gonna be Oogie Boogie? Okay, I'm I'm either gonna be I'm either gonna be Zero the dog or I'm gonna be um, Lock Shocker Barrel. I don't know which one I'm gonna be. Probably the little kid with the like devil horns. Like, what is that Lock? I don't remember. But yeah, so I might be him. I'm not sure. Do you celebrate Halloween? Do you do anything? Yeah. Yeah, yes. are are you gonna dress up? Mm-hmm. What do you can you can you tell what you're gonna be or no? I'm gonna be Mary Poppins. Oh, that's gonna be fantastic! Oh my gosh! And uh, my husband is gonna be Bert the chimney sweep. Yes, that's he perfect. He built his own chimney sweep out of an old fashioned broom and. Oh wait! Oh, that's amazing. He sounds He's awesome. Oh um, no, that's that's gonna be, that's great. Um, have you always do you? What's your relationship with Halloween? Have you always liked Halloween or? Uh, we weren't allowed to as kids. Okay. One, we also grew up in the country, but it was like, we always made the argument with my mom, like, well, you could bust us into the cities like the other kids do. Uh, my mom didn't want us to have that much candy, also didn't endorse Halloween. Um, and my dad just kind of accepted it because they both went trick-or-treating as kids. How can, you, how can you keep that from your children after experiencing it yourself? Like, what? No. So my, my very first trick-or-treat we were not in costume. It just happened to be Halloween. I don't know what we were coming back from. It was just dad and us kids. And uh, we were all a little bit older. So dad was like, you know, hey, do you, do you guys want to go trick-or-treating? And we're like, is yeah. this happening right now? Is this for real? So we like li- literally put on our gloves and our bandanas, kind of silly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was the only costumes we had. And I just remember going up to the first house running up there just so excited and i literally went trick or treat boom into the glass door into the glass door that's amazing and everyone else just kind of turned and like that's amazing (laughs) your costume went from like g-rated to like r-rated in like one second blood everywhere Uh, who is this bloody child it's terrifying (laughs) give her more candy oh that was my first experience (laughs) that's so great oh my god Uh, did you have to stop trick or treating after that, or did they just well, like? Only, I, I did not get a bloody nose, but okay. it, it okay. did us uh, quite a bit. And then oh, we only okay. did like a couple of houses. We were teenagers; nobody yeah. just came up to teenagers that weren't dressed up. I'm like, Dad, yeah. 
set us up for failure. Yeah, for sure. You know what? You know what though? I've never had. I realize I've never had like an adult Halloween. Like I've been to, like I've been to maybe one Halloween party myself. Like I. Like, as an adult person, like, you know, like, I always see in movies where it's, like, the adults are having fun, they're all dressed up and drinking, and they're doing fun <laughs> stuff. Like, it seems like a blast. I've never had that experience. Like, I, I want that. I want to go to there. Have you done that? Like, is that a thing you do? See, like, you yeah, live, yeah, you live a great life. You're amazing. I get it. <laughs> well, I was say you should probably check out the campgrounds. Because up in the Wisconsin Dells is a really touristy area. Most people know about it, but some people don't. Wisconsin Dells, big tourist area, water parks, theme parks, mm -hmm. fun stuff. Cool. And uh, they have campgrounds too. Well, this year our in-laws invited us out and we shared a cabin with them. And mm -hmm. what they did in like end of September, they had their Halloween party across the entire like campground. That's awesome. So, oh yeah. So, I mean, we already got to debut the Mary Poppins costumes. Oh. And about midday, so about one to about three, they took the kids out and trick-or-treating and you walk everywhere and every, everyone's de like decorated the cabins, they decorated the golf carts. And then from three until six, the adults get to go out. Oh, that's so cool. I've never seen so many jello shots in my life. <laughs> Every, nice. And we're like, like, I can't, I can't take any more jello. I'm sorry, that's just too much sugar. <laughs> okay, I, I'm, oh as soon as you said jello shot, my whole body was like, why do we do that? Like, I don't understand jello shots. Like, I get shots. Yeah. I don't take shots anymore um, since I was like, because I am older than 30 and my body is like, don't do that. And I'm like, I'll listen to this one. Um, <laughs> I, now, I say that. And having said that, I'm just, I put that into the universe. Steven's going to be like, it's my birthday. Let's do this. And Steven doesn't, isn't even a drinker. But for some reason, he's going to be the one that's like, you know that thing you said? Ruin your body. Here it is. This is for me. And I'm like, yeah. His ears are burning right now. He's thinking he's planning this party. Yeah. it's His beautiful hair is just going up next to his ears. It's like the Steven alert. <laughs> you said, like, you don't try to write every day. You just, like, whenever you're inspired. or you like, But, like, do you ever get down on yourself when you're not productive? Or, like, do you ever feel, like, do you go through those? Those dry yeah, spells? Usually, usually it's like, you know, when the house starts falling apart. And I go, oh, I really should do dishes. I'm tired of cleaning the same fork every single day. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's like my general vicinity. Um, the feng shui isn't there. Yeah. And then I do like feel really crappy. So I, I definitely take care of my physical environment more than my creative environment. But yeah. I feel like they go hand in hand when your physical environment is into spec with what you need, then the creativity comes. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. Like, I, I do feel like like my space kind of reflects wherever I am internally. And, you know, if it is clean, I'm more likely to be able to mess it up with creativity. You know, like that's, that's what, you know, just like I can make a mess. You shiny table, let's get out the arts and crafts. Exactly, yeah, exactly. That's exactly like, that's precisely what it is. So it's like, and I, I do exactly what you just said, where it's like I, like, I can see like three cups from where I am and I'm just like, it's happening slowly. And then what'll happen is, it, after the two weeks, my son will go with his mom and I'll spend like a good like two hours just cleaning everything. And then mm -hmm. I'll spend the rest of the time mess making a mess, you know, or I'm just like, ah, like it's yeah. here it comes like new men, like new messes, you know. And so like right now I'm we're at the uh, tail end of our previous project. Like we just finished our book. Uh, so we're recording the musical part of it um, and I'm outlining I'm outlining the new book, which is like, it's been fun, but it's also like, oh, there's a lot of stuff I hadn't thought of yet. Like, you know, like, it's just like, oh, this is, a, I have to build a whole world and I forgot what, the, you know, like, I haven't done this in a while because our previous book was so semi-autobiographical and I was like, oh man, like, this is, 
like the the previous world was built in like i lived it no big deal you know but like this one i'm like oh i'm i'm, I'm creating a universe so oh, man you know so i'm, I'm like ah, you know uh but i love it like that's what i don't know I, I should ask um what's your favorite part of like storytelling and like writing in general like do you have like a favorite thing or like something that like re you really get into whenever you are into it um probably the speed zone i get into as i start nearing the end it, mm -hmm. This entirely is based on the fact that like, I know where it's going to end. If I don't have that, the, the speed part isn't there. So it's, I've got it mostly written. I'm coming up on the end and then I just hit like 90, hundred miles per hour and I'm hitting it hard and fast. And I know exactly where it's going. And it's, I don't have to worry about the plot or anything because everything is just moved streamlined into this ending. That's, that's it for me. When I catch that momentum that keeps me going until the end. Yeah, you just find that like weird flow. It's just perfect. Yeah. Everything's like this serendipitous, weird, you know, I like synchronicity. I'm doing nothing. Like, <laughs> God is working through me. Like I am like, you know, it's like, it is it's like, I, it is, it's, well, it's funny because like, I, I think most writers like feel that way at some point in their project, whatever it may be. And like, and like, sometimes it's not always even like, I love when I get in that weird flow state of with like first drafts where I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it like I'm getting through this so quickly. How am I doing this? What is magic? It's all good. And it's not, of course. Do you have a plan this week for the stuff that you'd like to get done? Or are you just going to wait for ins inspiration to strike? We're going to brother-in-law's homecoming. Uh, he's an alumni. He goes every Everyone's year. having fun but me. I get it, Fanny. <laughs> Even abandon me. Fanny's abandoning me. I'm going to be home doing all the work and Fanny and Steven are out there at partying, just having fun. That's cool. No big deal. All right. Very into the best thing. We're going to do, we're going to do the parade. We're going to do the cool bookstores. We're going to look at all the things. We're going to go party at all the clubs that are just like smashed and lines are out the door because all the alumni are back for homecoming. And then at 3 a.m. we're getting insomnia cookies. That's awesome. No, that's no, the plan i guess i'm going to finish my outline i'm gonna write a newsletter i'm gonna host a horror movie thing i'm going to <laughs> i do a bunch of nonsense but this is a week where my son goes with his mom so like i plan on doing a bunch of stuff yeah. so it makes sense um it's been fantastic talking to you i'm so glad that you decided to join me this week uh since steven completely abandoned me and just ruined our entire friendship just so he can have like be a good husband and father and you know, do good things for his family like you know just because he's an amazing human being and just you know and just beautiful all around just because he looks like thor and just because chris hemsworth could play him in a movie just because he's a fantastic artist and everything good about him so just because of all that but i'm so thankful to have you here um it's so cool to like be able to actually meet you and talk to you and stuff um where can people find you like where where should we send people to get to know you well my only social media now because all the other ones got hacked is oh. at fantasy books on twitter so fantasy books i'll put the i'll put put it up on the screen also link it below do you have a website isn't it is it fantasybooks.com or it is okay got that one i thought so www.fantasybooks.com there are free stories on there awesome Check them out. yeah that'll be fantastic thank you so much and thank you all for listening and watching if you're only listening on one of the various podcasting apps just come join us on youtube and subscribe i don't know what to say it anymore i'm begging you i love you <laughs>
Yeah. Oh, welcome to the show, Fanny Tay Christpon. No. <laughs> uh, Fanny, what can I do? What can I do to get them to subscribe? You subscribed, right? Like, I think you subscribed. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, so like, as soon as like you came in the general vicinity of Twitter, I was like, these guys are awesome. Yes. Oh, I'm so thankful. I don't know. Like, it's so funny. Like, I thank you so much. Like, I just I don't know how to get. Like, oh, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm fighting. I'm fighting a good fight, Fanny. <laughs> Anthony, you're the best. Oh, that was such a great idea, Anthony. Oh my gosh, you just have such a clever mind. There, is that there we go. Is that good? Thank you. Um, I love these lies. Let's keep doing this. Honey, <laughs> 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 Tay, Christ, Pam. <laughs> <laughs>